So I was just mentioning the Supreme Court has agreed to hear the case of Joseph Kennedy, an evangelical Christian high school football coach from Washington State. For the last seven years, he has knelt and he has prayed on the 50-yard line after games. And this is something that uh, professional football players and coaches have been doing for a number of decades, not just in high school, but also in college and, and even in the National Football League. Well, this has uh, certainly been the source of uh, curiosity uh, to those who watch this. Uh, but now, the controversy surrounding it because of uh, liberal educationalists and their supporters to the point where Kennedy versus Bremerton School District, the nation's highest court, SCOTUS, is going to clarify the Constitution's protection, whether they exist, of the religious expression of teachers, coaches, and other public servants. This is uh, another in a very long line of religious liberty cases that have found their way to the high court. Uh, I'm going to talk with Andrea Pachodi bear who is a legal analyst for EWTN News, about this case, about where we are in the country and religious liberty overall, and also about uh, her new podcast, Season 3 of Religious Freedom Matters. Andrea, welcome. Hey, thank you so much, Matthew, for having me on. It's great always to connect with you. Well, it is uh, surprising to some that, uh, once again, the highest court, uh, Supreme Court, is dealing with a religious liberties case. Were you surprised that it got all the way there? You know, it's interesting. I think that we're having more and more clashes and that the only resort that many people have is to go to court, um, unfortunately. And I think that's probably a product of the secularization of society where people of faith kind of stick out as being odd. And um, a lot of government officials, whether they be school district or, um, you know, boards or, or political officials, don't quite understand how significant faith is in the lives of many Americans. So it was it's surprising that um, Coach Kennedy's case adds to a growing number of these religious freedom cases that the court has seen over the last few years. But it is a little bit consoling that at least this Supreme Court is a very pro-religious freedom court. Uh, agreed. But he was fired, basically, for kneeling in prayer. Help us understand what the justification would be uh, for firing somebody for kneeling under these circumstances. Absolutely. Now, Matthew, this is a perfect case of three important First Amendment provisions. The first, of course, is the free exercise clause, which we would all say, you know, hey, Coach Kennedy's a regular person. He should be able to show his faith and give thanks to God. There's also two other issues going on, and one is the free speech clause, because kneeling is expressive conduct. People know when they observe, and he knows that he's sending a message. His focus is the message to God, but other people are going to see that as well. And the third issue is the Establishment Clause, and, and people will know that we have in our First Amendment a rule against the government establishing a religion. And that third clause is the problem that, that misunderstanding what that clause stands for is what got um, Coach Kennedy into problems with his employer. The other issue is, so the, the school district said, hey, you know, Coach Kennedy, we think that people are going to think that we're endorsing your religion when you go out there. 
And we're really worried about getting into problems with people that are anti-religion. Um, and so we want to just have you stop that. And if you want, you can go into like a, a room nearby the stadium afterwards and give thanks to God, but not the way that you would want to give thanks to God. Well, that's really an overreaction. Everyone knows that the school district wasn't acting, that Coach Kennedy was behaving in his private capacity. But it's a really important issue for the court to clarify about government employees when they speak on behalf of the government and when they speak and act as private individuals. Here it's a pretty clear case that Coach Kennedy was acting as a private individual. And so clarifying those rules, that kind of precedent for the future, I think is going to be more and more important, especially as we see people are kind of getting through this pandemic because of their faith. And we don't want people to lose that important grounding in their life. The Ninth Circuit, uh, I believe, uh, factors into this case, doesn't it? <laughs> you had to bring that up. <laughs> you yeah. know where I'm going here, yes. And, and, and first, uh, uh, help us to understand a little bit more about the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals here. So, so the United States is... Um, divided up kind of like our parishes and our diocese into different districts and different um, circuits for resolving federal disputes. And we have uh, several federal courts of appeals and one very, very large court of appeals is the Ninth Circuit and that's out west. And um, I actually clerked on that court of appeals for two different judges, had the best time of my life right after law school before entering into practice at the federal government level. Um, and the Ninth Circuit has been known, much like many people believe um, it reflects a lot of lawmakers out in California and some of our Western states for being very liberal in their, um, in their opinions. What's really interesting here is that there was a big uh, kind of back and forth among all of the justices, judges on the Ninth Circuit one in particular, Dearmud O'Scanlan, a Catholic senior judge, was really defending uh, Coach Kennedy in print, in uh, dissenting opinions that he's written, saying, hey, wait a second, the facts really show, the relevant facts show that there was a clear distinction between what Coach Kennedy was doing as coach and as a believer, a Christian believer, and we need to be able to protect that. So, you know, the, the Ninth Circuit has a reputation of having many of their cases go to the Supreme Court and <laughs> often having decisions reversed. Um, my bet is that this decision will be reversed and will end up being in favor of Coach Kennedy. Yeah, so I'm, I'm tempted to make some reference uh, about the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. But um, <laughs> yes, no, I will not ask you to share in that sentiment. But you know what I think, Matthew, it's really important to think, kind of drill down. It's not just the Ninth Circuit and judges on there. There are a good crop of new judges that really are focusing on the Constitution as written. But this isn't about the Court of Appeals out there making a bad call. This is really going down to the kind of grassroots level of school um, officials not appreciating the rights of their employees and thinking also that people are going to jump to conclusions, um, you know, and, and trying to get out in front of uh, a 
a lawsuit against the school district, I think it's a good reminder to everyone, you know, let's try to lift up individual rights if they are, um, especially if people are working for the government and making a contribution as a public servant, in this case, as, as an assistant football coach, and try to make it clear that all people are welcome and that it is a good thing to give thanks in whatever faith tradition or no tradition that you have at all. Mm-hmm. Well, you write uh, uh, terrific commentary in the National Catholic Register on this very topic, but the, the title of it is Supreme Court Should Flag School District for Personal Foul Over Coach's Postgame Prayer. So you actually managed to get several great football references into one headline. So congratulations right from the start with Thank that. Thank you very much. But you also uh, say that the, let's be clear about one thing. And the Supreme Court's ruling in Kennedy versus Bremerton School District will not be about whether it's appropriate that coaches lead sessions of prayer after games. As you note, even some Christians think that Joseph Kennedy's prayer session should be conducted at another time and in a different place. But if you'll excuse the cliche, this is a free country. So I think that goes to your very point, doesn't it? Well, I hope so. And I'm hoping that I'm conveying we've got a great tradition of pluralism in America, where we really do allow people of different faith traditions to not keep their faith, you know, in in the boundaries of the parish parking lot or within the mosque or within the temple, but really to live out their faith. And that kind of freedom has made us wonderful. And we don't want a concern over hurt feelings or misunderstandings to stop people from feeling that freedom, to be able to express what they feel, what they believe, and, you know, hopefully to give thanks for all the blessings that we have as well. And now, uh, you've just used the important term, freedom, and that is part of the title of uh, your multi-season now podcast, Religious Freedom Matters. And uh, the season three, episode one, I want to talk about that, is with Bishop Thomas Daly about school choices coming to America. First, uh, very briefly, talk about what this is as a podcast and what you're trying to do with it, and then what you're going to accomplish in this season. Well, Matthew, um, I've been so fortunate to be able to work with one of your colleagues over at the at EWTN, the National Catholic Register Senior Editor Joan Desmond. She and I have been working together on these seasons, and you were you were also part of part of our kind of initial uh, season one, and so I thank you for that. This basically is realizing that people need to know more about these first freedoms, you know, especially religious freedom, and we need to be able to reach out in ways that kind of get people where they are. Um, I'm a busy mom of many who unfortunately are in so many different activities, so a podcast is a very user-friendly um, resource for me as a mom to be able to listen to things and also to pass it on to my friends of important information, whether it's stuff that's going on in the Supreme Court or laws that are being passed, or in this case, the important move that we're seeing towards opening up school choice in different states across the country and the renewal of Catholic education that's kind of happening along at the same time. So it was huge to be able to have Bishop Daly on as our first guest. He's the head of the USCCB's Committee on Catholic Education. He was a teacher, the president of of a Catholic school, and he kind of has got so much skin in the game and so much common sense that the episode really is informative about 
keeping our Catholic schools authentically Catholic as a way to draw in not only more Catholics into Catholic schools, but to bring people into kind of uh, an understanding of basic truths that they're missing in public schools. All right. That is Religious Freedom Matters. You can find it at ncregister.com. Andrea Pachotti bear thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Matthew. Have a good evening. When we come back, we talk about St. Faustina's warning on Poland. This is Cresta in the Afternoon.